folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you're listening to the podcast, Small Package. Give me a hold, buddy. Oh! <laughs> All right, here we go. Take three of the intro. Hey, everybody, it's Karen Point next day. Here with your boy. <laughs> it's Bob. And today, on the Small Package Show, episode number what? 51. Something about a deck of cards? One more till we got a full deck. That's right. And today, on the Small Package Show, we're talking about Raw. We're talking about SmackDown Live. The first ever on SmackDown Live women's money in the bank match. Evolve 87, live from Queens Laboom. We talking about that? We went there? Yeah, we did. Wrestling news? Slot of news. All that and more today. We got more. On a small package show. It's small package, yo. Hit him with a bob. Small package. Corey. What's up, Bob? Yo, Corey. What up, dude? Did you know we had to fall 87? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Fuck me, dude. Uh, hey, everybody. We should probably put the two failed intros at the end of this one. Would you like me to? They're, they're funny. Sure. I'll do it. I'll do it at the end. I, I've been cutting the music a little bit short at the end instead of just letting the song play. Uh, so, uh, everyone listening right now. You'll, I'll put the two fucked up intros at the end. Welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. So let's uh let's let's go over evolve. Let's start with something fun. In all fairness, in all fairness. Mm-hmm. I thought Raw was really good this week. Uh, I did enjoy Raw. I enjoyed it. It was it was weird. It was like pretty wanna, solid from start to finish. Do you want to start at Raw? Sure. Okay. Let's just. So we don't need to do it in chronological order. The uh, talk about the highlights. I thought that the segment with Enzo and Cass was so well done. Man, they worked me into getting worked into being worked. If you didn't see it, and uh, we're we're sort of shying away now from going full on through everything that happens on all the shows. There's just so much to, to cover. Um, but if you didn't see it, man, do yourself a favor. Go back and watch this week's episode, um, or at least the segment with Enzo and Cass. You know, Enzo, he he cried a real tear last week. It was it, it made for good TV. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a very emotional segment. And when he came out there and cut a pretty impassioned speech about how he 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 didn't care about what we would think as an audience, he he's like big he cast wants his friend brother. back exactly. And I'm not gonna lie. When Big Cass came out and and basically apologized, oh yeah, he was all, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. I was just frustrated." Half of me, as the smart mark, was like, "You know what? This is bullshit." They're backpedaling on so many of these programs, right? I was pissed because I was like, "You're telling me that he attacks Enzo for weeks, only to just be like, oh, 'I'm sorry.'" And but while my head thought that, my heart was so happy. And they did the pose where he did the hand up mm-hmm, and Enzo did mm-hmm. the mic pose. I was so happy to have them together again. And then... And I I, I even, like, they they walked out of the ring. They up walked the up the ramp. I was like, those motherfuckers. 
I mean, I was happy and at the same time a little irritated that they're a backpedal. But I was happy to. It was a very feel good moment. And then fucking out of nowhere, Big Cass just fucking clotheslines him to hell, throws him viciously down that ramp. I mean, it was it was a little scary of a tumble. Uh, and then leaves and then comes back after the commercial break to intimidate Corey Graves. And this is something that they haven't done in a while. They used to do this really well. They don't quite do it as much anymore. But the, the whole like cross segment thing where to have him come back out and say, Corey, you played that clip. You got in my business. Don't get in my business again or I will hurt you was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's long form storytelling and continuity we have not seen in WWE in years. It's good. It's good stuff. Um, the only thing, minor minor note, the only thing about the segment that after it was over, I was still like, uh, was they didn't give Cass his own entrance music. Yeah, they, he came out to the soft music, and which I was like. like Mm, I mean, look, I get they may not have had something ready, and also that would have been a huge tell that they weren't actually getting back together. Yeah. So m- maybe that was an additional little work on the smart marks. He did at least have his own Titan Tron. He did graphic. have that. Um, but I, you know, in retrospect, it's like you can't be too mad at it because if he had had new music, we wouldn't have believed they were getting back together. Yeah. But in kayfabe, why would he come out to a song where Enzo's singing if. Yeah. Well, hopefully he just goes and gets his own music. Of course. Now. And ho- and maybe they'll they'll update Enzo's so that it's not big cast in the background going, "How you doing?" Yeah, right. We'll see. But it's been like that forever, so. Um it was his theme first. So uh the internet has also been pretty divided uh on the Lavar Ball segment in terms of whether or not they loved it or hated it. Yes, because uh, many, many, many people mm-hmm. just fucking hate LeVar Ball. Sure, he can be a very grating person. Absolutely. However, personally, sure, I think he's fucking hilarious. Right. Like, I get what he's doing, and it's working. Like, yeah, he has a son who's really good at basketball. He probably could have gotten a $100,000 Nike contract. Instead, they created their own brand and are doing this whole fucking self-promoting thing. And now he's the talk of the town. And now if and when he ever does decide to go to Nike or Adidas or Reebok or whatever, that contract is going to be in the millions instead of a very small amount. Right. He's not going to get a billion dollars. That's not going to happen. No, but he he's easily double tripling his inherent worth because of his dad's antics no it's 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 nuts um you know the whole a lot of people saying that they went off script and that's why it kind of got a little weird for a minute and like ambrose came out and was just sort of like well once they dropped two end bombs right in a row right you can somebody made like a gif of ambrose's reactions during it and the first one he's just like and then the second one he's like oh head down like right this and and i feel like it's pretty obvious to tell that they were very much just like 
just fucking end this. Get this done with now. Well, because even, yeah. that, the whole segment was just like, and we're done. Well, and also, even before that, when he like, starts getting into Miz's face and Miz is trying to clearly stick to, it may not be a tight script, but to the like rough script that they have. Mm-hmm. And he keeps getting interrupted. And Miz is trying to get his point across. And the guy's just like, we'll go right now. And he takes his shirt off and starts running around the ring. And Miz, for just a moment, he is a very good professional. But for a brief moment, you could see this look of panic in Miz's face. Like, we have a wild, we have a Charlie Day, Mac, or not Mac, uh, Charlie, it's always sunny, wild card situation here. This guy's gone off the rails. There is no script. What do? And like, just a moment. And then Miz brought it back and tried to like get it in. And then he just like continues to just. The argument that I saw online is we ask for WWE, since that's what they call themselves, to be E entertaining was the segment entertaining should be especially for raw you know smackdown's the wrestling show Mm -hmm. for raw was it entertaining a lot of people arguing should be the sort of like um what's the word i'm looking for like threshold baseline um just sort of like what's the goal here was it entertaining um and if it was entertaining for whatever reason it's a success Mm -hmm. however the other argument i've seen online is like but this was more in the tune of like car crash TV. You can't look away. It's on fire and there's children in the bus kind of like uh-huh. entertaining where it's just like, this is a disaster that we're watching. And is that still a success if it was entertaining because of how absolutely awful it got or not necessarily awful, but weird. I don't know. And, and a lot of feel? people, a lot of people, a hated the segment because they hate the ball family and, and Lavar. I mean, and sure. like you can have your own prejudices and whatever like that. Right. Can't help that. Um, and a lot of people also didn't like the segment because it was kind of like, let's invite these non WWE people into the WWE so that yeah. they can basically shit all over the superstars. Well, no, but they're, they're, they're WWE fans too. Like these people like the WWE, which that's fine. Like I have no problem with, with celebrity involvement because it cross promotes another product with WWE. It gets WWE more exposure that allows them more opportunity to do more cool things. I thought like when Stephen Mel came, and could hang. It well, was cool. That's completely different. Sure, sure. Because that's a celebrity Who? fucking becoming a wrestler. Sure, sure. And like, I don't, I, I would never hold any celebrity guest appearance to what he did because he went above, above, above and beyond. True. But like, also look at like when Hugh Jackman came and Hugh Jackman's a huge WWE fan. And, you know, he never, this, as far as Hugh Jackman got in the ring was maybe like a hip toss or something. Sure. But I'm fine with that. The the issue I had on this show was not necessarily with the Ball family being there because they are, everyone's talking about it, like you were saying, um, was the guy they had from Transformers. Oh, yeah, commentary. that was so weird. And like he's on commentary, not talking about the match. And now that he's there, the commentators have to talk to him about not the match because he's not a WWE fan. He doesn't know any of these people. He only know, He even said, oh, I just met Sheamus this morning. And they were like, uh, oh, because they were like, oh, yeah, and you're starring in the movie with Seamus. So you like Seamus, right? And he's like, I just met him this morning. And like the, the Cole's just like, dude, you're yeah, killing me. No, here. that he he was. 
he was the worst celebrity get appearance of that of last week's Raw by far. I mean, maybe in, in a while. It's been a while since I've seen a celebrity cameo that I was just like, was that flat and just dead? Um, I will say um, the last time, uh, maybe not the last time, but one mm-hmm. of the more recent times they were in L.A., they had, um, since we were just watching that 70s show, yeah. they had uh, Ashton Kutcher and Danny Masterson on right. it. And it was really funny because... They were on commentary and Cole's doing his normal like, oh, you have that Netflix series coming out. And they're like, we're here at a wrestling match. Let's talk about what's going on in the ring. That was like a, a quote directly from Ashton Kutcher was like, aren't we supposed to be talking about what's going on out there? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're talking about right now. Like, it's it's just. And it's appreciated. Yeah. It's just funny how. Yeah. WWE is like, hey, let's get an outside celebrity to be on the show and let's completely fucking ignore the show. Right. That's like if John Cena was to go on the day, uh, the today show to host the today show. And instead of doing the today show stuff, he's just walking around Prappa doing like, or having a wrestling match, right? Like people are like, no, I, I, I came to the today show to watch the today show with John Cena, not to watch John Cena on the Today Show. Sure. Like, I came to Raw to watch Raw and with to, guests, not to, to that, watch guests yeah. and, on Raw. And to that extent, the ball segment was a success because it was it was in-ring and it, well, I mean, in not in-ring, you know what I mean, inside of the ring. Yeah. And, um, but it was definitely uh, I, intense. I, 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 a complaint I have seen was that they people feel like Maybe you get a lot of basketball fans who are tuning in to WWE, but they feel like that segment didn't necessarily do much to retain WWE fans or NBA fans. Because, I mean, that's theoretically what you want from a celebrity guest is, oh, you have a basketball player on. Oh, you get all these basketball fans to watch. Oh, now that they watch, they liked what they saw. Now they're going to watch WWE too. Right. Like, but... That's not that's not what that segment did. No. Uh, quick vote. Air conditioner back on. <laughs> Are you getting hot? I'm a little warm, but I can I can no I can live if if you if you want. Well, let's let's turn it on low. Let's Here, uh, let's keep it on the DL. There, there it goes. Fan. Wait, is it on? Let me see what mode it's on right now. It's on auto. Here, I gotta do some stuff real quick. Fan speed. There you go. That's pretty low. That's about as low as I can get the fan to go without it being off. So hopefully that's not too annoying for you guys at home listening. I can sit on the other side of the couch. Oh my god, dude! But it's so warm. It's it's warm. It's deceptively warm. It is humid as fuck outside. Um. So that was a good segment. Uh. And we're not well. I don't say a good segment. It was an interesting segment with the ball. It was a thing. And it, lets it was not the worst segment of the year in WWE so far. That I is, can tell you that much. That is certainly true. And because it's also this is your life, Bailey happened. Yeah. Um, and the match that followed was just whatever. Shrug. Uh, Roman had a pretty good opening segment to, on the show. Um, yeah, where it's I, like you aren't gonna like it. <laughs> oh no 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 no! He was like he said because they were booing him. He said the opposite. He was like, "Oh right, if you He's guys like, would shut up." I think you will like this. You may, you'll like what I have to say if you just shut up. And then they shut up, and he's like, 
I got beat by this guy and I got beat by that guy and they're cheering and he literally just goes, see, I told you. I told you. Um, He got a lot of heat by what's new. Seriously though, but like, give me this Roman more. Give me this sure. Roman that comes out there and says, oh, you want to boo me? Well, guess what? You're about to have a fucking bad night. Yeah. Like, yeah. give me give me this fucking heel like, I don't give a fuck about you. Oh, you want to boo me? I, go ahead. Like, I'm better than you, right. Roman. Like, he's so good at that role. I, I don't, I don't, I don't get what they're doing with him, but I mean, we'll see. They've got, obviously, something's going on at some point here. Uh, Strowman came back again. This time, an ambulance backed up into the arena and interrupted Roman. And then he fell for the old, I'm not actually in the ambulance, I'm behind you trick. The but, classic, I'm not in the ambulance trick. But man, Ro- <laughs> Strowman, Strowman got some good offense in, threw him off of the stage into the side of the ambulance. It was a cool yeah. shot. Um, then tossed him into the ambulance. The ambulance awkwardly idled for a few more moments and then drove away. Good open to the show. Uh, is, is Strowman over as a face now? Is that what this is? Because the arena popped like crazy. And like usually there's that mixed when he comes out where you hear enough cheers. There's enough of the kids and women who are booing him. And it's like a mixed reaction. Mm-hmm. When he threw him in the ambulance, and the ambulance drove off. It was a pretty resounding like yes chant mixed with cheers. So did he do did Roman get I would you first off did Roman get Strowman over as a face? And also, how would you like to see a, a face Strowman run? Uh, introduce Wonder Braun. I I don't want to see a face Strowman run. Okay, I want to see a Rome or a Strowman just is a fucking hurricane of destruction run. Sure, like face where he'll be damned. Yeah, you okay. know if, if somebody is in Strowman's way, Strowman removes the obstacle and sure. continues on his path. <laughs> like Strowman is a fucking train. That's what I want to see. Okay. And if you cross his tracks, you better move out of the way or you're going to get run over. Fair. I, w- I would totally love that run. I would also not entirely hate seeing a run where Braun Strowman's Instagram comes to life. Like, see, I don't want goofy, cheesy, like, I'm your pal, Strowman. I'm your big buddy. <laughs> like, that just that's just weird. Maybe in a couple years, like after he's cooled down and he like gets paired in a goofy tag team with somebody or something and they recreate the team hell no vibe or something. Yeah, like Kalisto and Braun Strowman on a tag. That would be great. Oh, man. Especially they got history. The dumpster match. Right. Oh, I would love that. I'm so happy. I want that now. Somebody also suggested an Ellsworth and Strowman tag team. Oh, Christ. Can Ellsworth just. I I I'm, I don't wish ill on people, so I'm not going to say die. That's what I was about to say. Can Can Ellsworth just get put into a rocket ship and spot shot like launched into space with enough provisions to live? I love Ellsworth, and I will get more on that when we get to SmackDown. Um, you know, there there. I'm wondering what's going to happen with uh the whole Shazaro and Hardy's feud what they're going with i think maybe are they just stalling to get to the broken gimmick uh you know cesaro took the pin 
Um, I don't remember if it was Finn that pinned him or if it was one of the Hardys, which I also believe was a, Finn. Also, was a very weird pairing. It was like a, what was it, Elias Sampson? Yeah, and and Sheamus and Cesaro versus the Hardys and, and Finn. Finn Balor. It was like such a weird, such a weird thing. Um, also, I don't know why Rhino Slater and Dean teamed up against Miz and the Miz Taraj. I'm really you can s- argue because like Miz was a dick to Slater a couple weeks ago. Sure, sure, sure. And then like, oh, we want to come back at him and Miz and his Miz Taraj closure. I can't be mad at closure, but still, um, it was just kind of meaningless. Also, I'm sad to see Maurice getting split away for the Maria Canellis and Mike Bennett thing. Um, Somebody made a joke online today where it was like, does anybody else feel like Miz and Ambrose have been feuding since Rio de Janeiro 1977? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, they shoved all the women into a segment. Um but this time they did it a little differently instead of yeah, just, it was a gauntlet run. And I thought it was interesting. Um, Naya looked strong. Yeah. Naya runs through the division until. Yeah. The also, boss comes out and they did make Emma look good, too, because like Mickey's got enough rep. She can take the pin. Dana has so little rep. She can take the pin. Um, they managed to uh, Bailey obviously was not going to win this thing. Um, and I thought it was interesting that they put Emma on, uh, I think she was second to last. Cause I think cause obviously Sasha came out last. Yeah. Um, and they made Emma look strong. She got a good amount of offense in, um, didn't look like a chump, but just got hit real hard. And mm-hmm. that was that. And then Sasha managed to pick up the win. So interesting to see what they're going to do with the Sasha Alexa bliss feud. We've been expecting Sasha to turn heel for, at least a, since a month before Mania, we were talking about her turning heel. Has not happened. Um, the only problem, though, is if she does turn heel, then Raw women have balance. one face, two faces, if you count Mickey. Uh, and Dana is sort of like a yeah. fluidy kind of heel face, whatever the mood strikes. Um, which I'm fi- I mean, I'm fine with Dana being a face. Uh, her her work has improved. It's not necessarily where it, I think needs to be, uh, but she is very athletically gifted. Uh, the, the goddamn the thing that she does every entrance with the split standing uh, front flip, that thing is impressive as fuck to watch. And she nails it every time, just like Charlotte always nails her little slide in backwards thing and and the the flip. They always nail it, and I think it's impressive. She looks she looks like ripped. Dana Brooke, when she flexes, I'm like, I look down at my own biceps and well, then just she is cry. a bodybuilder. That's what I'm saying. Like she has the the look down and has gotten better. Her she needs more time to, I think, kind of blossom and like especially Mike skills wise. She does botch a lot too. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, just over time I think yeah, she'll but get better. what woman is a good talker on Raw? Except um, for Alexa Bliss. I mean, aside from I, Bliss, Alexa dominates. Sasha's okay. On her on mm. on her good nights, she's okay. Yeah, I will um, give you that. Um, but on average, I would say a little below average. Just just in the like believability department, like she doesn't always she doesn't really botch her words and like blah 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 like mumble bumble, but like she isn't. It just doesn't come across as believable most of the time. Yeah, and she's also like, I'm so hard. I'm so 
aggressive. Right. I'm going to take you out, Charlotte. You're the new champ. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is your third time winning the fucking title. You don't need to cry again. Yeah. I mean, you'd be stoked. But, yeah, no. Be, but, but like, right? I don't uh, know. When I, when I like get into a tough competition with a challenger and I pull out victorious, I'm like, fuck yeah, I won. I right. am the best. I'm not like, oh. Um, and then last thing, and then we can get off raw because it's been about 20 minutes. Um, but it was a very good episode. It really was, honestly. Like, I don't know. I how- watched it. I couldn't watch it live, but sure. I watched a taped for uh, you know online, and so like, it was it was easy watching. So I'm gonna talk about two quick points, and then get to the one that I actually want to spend just a little bit of time on. First off, I don't know how Kurt Hawkins got any offense in on Seth Rollins. Um, that was how much Hawkins' offense got in was actually a little bit upsetting. Uh huh. Like. I get that the whole thing was him. He, you know, he was like, everybody believes I'm going to lose this match. I'm going to win. Uh, he should have got squashed. They they gave him like like four minutes too many. Mm-hmm. Um, but Seth won. Uh, and then, of course, you know. <laughs> we're in a feud for some reason. And when the sun is high and the moon is dancing with the lights of the buzzards, you believe. Run. Uh, Lince Dorado got fucking smushed by Neville, mm-hmm. which was sad. Um, but Titus Brand coming out, getting to make yeah. the announcement for Tazawa. I love, <laughs> I love his whole thing. Like, will the king of the cruiserweight submit to the power of Tazawa? I'm like, over, over, over. And then he did Tazawa's like, ha, 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 ha. Uh, so that was a neat segment. But then the thing that we have to talk about. Yeah. So Paul Heyman comes out. And, and he and Joe start making out a lot again. Ooh, Seriously, the sexual tension between those two is insane. So, so uh, well, he's, he's, he's not out on the, on the stage yet. He's backstage giving an interview. And yeah, he gets put into the precursor of the Coquina Clutch. But then Joe's like, I'm not going to do it to you. But I'm gonna give it to Brock, and just lets him go. He sent the message, sexually, as you as you imply. I do see that there's a lot of people on the internet who are like, "I wish they just fuck already," and I agree. <laughs> I would, hey man, maybe that's your, maybe that's the 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 pre-show. Those Paul. are the great balls of fire right Ooh-wee. there. Oh man, um, and then uh, Paul Heyman. Comes out and gets ready to introduce Brock Lesnar. Brock starts to come out and then is blindsided by Joe. Mm-hmm. Put into that coquina clutch. And man, they really so, like Brock sold fantastically going to the one knee, pushing him back up into the 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 ribbon into Just the, how purple he can draw his face to look is insane, dude. It's insane. I was actually like worried about him for a yeah, moment. Yeah, and they were like destroying the set. Like, but, but then he was never able to break out of the coquina clutch. What did you think of this segment? Uh, I or, mean, or what did it make you believe? They are certainly humanizing Brock. Mm-hmm. They're certainly making Joe look like a goddamn beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's, it's great. It, it it makes it so 
that this match that they're going to have at the pay-per-view shouldn't just be a fucking classic Lesnar squash. Right. You know, this is going to be a a beast versus beast match. Like, this is going to be, you know, a clash of the titans. This is going to it be It almost a, makes me feel like it's weird that it's at Great Balls of Fire and not, like, SummerSlam. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I don't want to fault WWE for making their pay-per-views all exciting and interesting to watch. Sure, sure, sure. But yeah, no, I, I can see where you're coming from, where this match seems like there's enough of like a feud and enough of bad blood and enough, you know, energy behind it that mm-hmm. it could have been a big, a big <laughs> there's show. Enough, there's enough almost the name of the pay-per-view. Shh, bad shh, blood. Shh, 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 shh. Um, all right. So that was raw. Um, hey, man. Largely a good show. I look at it like this. We spent uh, about nine minutes per hour of the show on talking about it. 27 minutes. All right, then. Nailed it. Um, so getting into SmackDown. SmackDown, not nearly as much to cover. Also, not nearly as good of a show. Um, yeah. I mean, I would say that Raw was definitely... Raw was great. Or not I don't even I would say great. It was very it was a very good episode though. I very much enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. A lot of very good segments on there. The Brock segment was fantastic. They didn't close the show with it, but I mean, it's I, I what did they close the show with? The women. The women gauntlet was the closer. Uh and that was a strong segment as well. It was a very strong segment. Uh, and somebody um I don't know where I probably on Reddit, mm-hmm. but I I don't know this for sure. Sure. Not confirmed. Gotcha. But it may have been the first week where both Raw and SmackDown had women main eventing. Interesting. Because Raw women have main evented Raw, women have main evented SmackDown, but right. I do not believe they've ever done it on the same week. Yeah. Um, so uh let, let's just get into SmackDown real quick. So the first the, when we open up the show. Uh, Daniel Bryan comes out and, uh, is he like, he, he interacts with Carmella and James Ellsworth. And I thought this is a, a pretty good segment. Mm-hmm. Um, Ellsworth getting in his face and telling him that he's a coward who can't wrestle. Yeah. Um, or made up his injury and, and that's why he's not wrestling. Uh, huh. I half waited for Daniel Bryan to like super kick him. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously they don't even want to tease in ring with him right sure. now. So he restrained himself. And he laughed it off and he banned him from the building. Uh, and I do want to talk about on sm- talking smack. He made such a good kayfabe point where he was just like, when we ban people from ringside and the arena, how do they always get, we need to really address WWE security. <laughs> yeah. Um, most recently, uh, Dean Ambrose was uh, banned from the arena and yeah. made many a return. Oh Yeah. Um, hype bros, Usos, no heel turn. Hype bros lose. See, this is uh, again WWE's same thing with Sasha. I mm-hmm. if Zack Ryder turns on Mojo Raleigh, I assume that's what you mean by no heel turn. Exactly, or or like, the other way around. Well, but. one Mojo's not going fucking heel. Uh, I don't know. I could definitely see him doing the. I'm frustrated because I have I didn't get the opportunities that I wanted. And I won that fucking Andre the Giant 
thing and I didn't get my push. I got like one match against gender to have a contendership opportunity and uh I've I've lost so much and then Zach got hurt and lost our our number one contendership for the tag team titles and then he came back and he ate the pin. Mm-hmm. So I could see Mojo turning. Yeah, but like either way. It's it's the same situation though. Like if if he turns, then they're gonna have to break them up. Right. Which leaves one less tag team mm. on SmackDown. And then you have to kind of do something with two extra singles wrestlers. Sure. So it's like I get you. Is that the best move to do? Mm. I don't think so. Uh New Day comes out and they challenge them to a re- to Usos to a rematch. Uh and then somehow I don't remember if this I guess this is off of TV. It became that there's a rap battle happening yeah, next week yeah it's it's a rat well because the usos they were doing a promo and it rhymed sure i don't think it was necessarily rapping right but they're like oh you got verses let's let's spit them next week who hey. gives a shit most important segment of the night the fashion vice i love how they've gone from regular fashion files like law and order to, to the noir, noir. Okay, we cannot skip the important noir phase to now the 80s fashion vice. If these segments are fucking brilliant, uh, and I loved them offering Eddie money tickets to Connor and Victor. And Who only listened to grindcore thrash, thrash metal. metal. Uh, but then at the end, they took the fucking <laughs> tickets. They slipped them out. Uh, but oh my God. I did love how they were like, Ascension didn't do it, which could still be teasing a oh new Oh my t- God, and one of the funniest deal. fucking moments of WWE TV like we didn't do it. What do you mean you didn't do it? We just wanted to match on the card. <laughs> oh yeah, and they're like, and then fucking Breeze is like, I don't think they did it. I th- I believe them. I just want to match on the card too, <laughs> and just to call it out like that, like right? to just drop just it. Like we just wanted a match. It's, <sighs> can we like, just wow. can we just okay. dedicate the first like twenty minutes of every SmackDown to, to analyzing Bre- the fashion files, or just yeah, just more give Breeze Ango more TV time. Um, so that segment was fantastic. Apparently they didn't do it. Then Naomi ha- gave Lana a rematch. And then for whatever reason, they had them have a rematch so that Lana could get fucking obliterated. Yeah. I don't I don't know how you have her do like a competitive match on pay-per-view. It was and a, then it the was next a, show. They're just like, yeah, it was a super squash. She got destroyed. She, she, I don't know. I, and then she was screaming. I don't even understand the whole thing. Uh, more teases for the money in the bank. Randy Orton comes out and is like, I'm not leaving till I get a match. Shane McMahon comes out and goes, you're kind of being a dick, but I get it. You know, people hurt your family and you want revenge on them. And then stares at Randy Orton. <laughs> and then, uh, he, gave, he was like, okay, but Jinder gets to pick the step and to the surprise of maybe one or two people, maybe, uh, they picked the Punjabi prison match, what we all thought they would. One, I'm mm-hmm. excited for this because it's Punjabi prison. Sure. Two, I'm not excited for this because goddamn, I don't give a fuck about Jinder Mahal and I don't give a fuck fuck about Randy Orton. Randy Borton. Borton to death. So like, I want this. Did, feud did over. I seriously like? 
sure you gave jinder the belt like ooh, crazy you're appealing to indian audiences like he's been fine whatever he's been he's been okay but the fact that you then stick him in a lifeless three month plus long fucking feud with randy fucking orton yeah who let's be real none of us want randy to win the belt no i'd much rather mahal have the belt than randy absolutely um and I the the concept of the gimmick coming back, and I love how they hammered it home. Like first off, he's like, "It was made by the great Kali, yeah, and my personal like, hero. hero." Did you see though? Right when he said, "My personal hero, the great Kali," he did like an eye roll flutter and like a mouth <laughs> twitch, and I was just like, "He didn't want to say that at all." They made him say that. Great Kali probably was like, "No, I don't believe that." <laughs> but regardless, I agree with you. The gimmick itself, I'm like kind of glad they resurrected it after 10 years it's been 10 years <laughs> daniel bryan on the phone like it's been 10 years since 10 years um i'm i'm fine with the gimmick i fucking i don't know we'll see randy randy and and is if he's not going over and winning i feels like a lot of the times he's just like there's something about his performance that feels phoned in if that makes sense oh absolutely like if, if randy does not care then it shows like he hits the moves with fluidity, but just no passion. You just don't feel it. Like you can, like you know, he'll hit his power slam, and it's right? it's, it's like it's, watching a dancer practice. Right. It's you're like yeah, okay, you know the moves, and you obviously like are good. You're proficient. But you're not trying because it's practice. Like it's, you're not on the stage. Anyway, Daniel Bryan sets up a number one contendership Independence Day battle royale. Is it a battle royale? It is. is it an over the top rope? I assume that's how battle royale typically, work. typically, yeah. But you never know with dubs; they could be calling it a battle royale and just mean that it's like a fatal eight way. Um, but Kevin Owens came out and he had a very interesting point, and I haven't read that article you shared to me because at the time I didn't want spoilers for mm-hmm. SmackDown. But yeah, the heels have been making great points lately. Yeah, well if we're going to analyze that article, I believe it's on cage side yeah. uh, that I sent you like it's, it, it, it is a whole thing about how WWE cannot book baby faces, right? Because you have baby faces who come out here and every single one, I'm looking at right. you, Bailey. I'm looking at you, Mojo. I'm looking at you, everybody. Right comes out and says, it's such an honor to be in the WWE. I am so proud. It was a childhood dream for me to be here, and now I am. I and now I'm going to compete with my whole heart, and mm. I'm such a clean-cut goody two-shoes. And that's every single babyface promo. Basically. Then you have the heel come out and say, "Um, actually, here are several things that are true about the present day WWE and like also like your heroes weren't always great people. Yeah. That's another it, point that gets made sometimes we're like, uh, Eddie Guerrero lied, cheated and steal, then died and has basically been immortalized as a legend. So that was his whole gimmick was for a while. His theme song literally was I lie, I cheat, I, cheat, I, I steal. steal and cheers for him. So yeah, I, I, I get you. <clears throat> but uh, Kevin Owens had a good point about <clears throat> sorry, something in my throat. Kevin Owens had a good point about something, uh, you know, about like I shouldn't have to pay, fa- face people that I beat. 
And mm. like, yes, land of opportunity. I get that. But you got your opportunity and I beat you. Let yeah. others have a chance. Now, granted, you could say, oh, well, he's just being a coward. He's one. He doesn't want to fight AJ. It's like, well, but he just beat AJ. And then right. AJ gets another opportunity. Yeah. It, it, the, you know, the Golden State Warriors play the Spurs in the playoffs and then they beat them and go to the championship match. Right. The Spurs don't be like, ha, 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 ha. We get one more. We get one more try. Right. Like, no, you lost. Sorry. You're yeah. done. So, real quick, fun fact. I don't know if you saw this. I tweeted this from our Twitter. I did. You did see this. It was weird. Oh. Okay. So, you saw the list. Then. Yes. The only reason it was weird was because uh, I was having a problem with Photoshop on my computer. And there's not enough space on Twitter to tweet out all the names of the people. Uh, so, I just went to one of those, like, we'll randomly generate a, a, word, cloud. a word cloud for you. But it kind of all came out all goofy. But uh, yeah, for those of you at home, there's currently 18 wrestlers on the roster uh-huh. who Kevin Owens has not beaten. <clears throat> and the exceptions that were made were Royal Rumble. Uh, you know, technically, he, dev- you know, he didn't beat anybody in these Royal Rumbles. So if he faced you in a Rumble, it doesn't count. Um, also, in all fairness, he was not in the most recent Rumble. No, no, no. But historically, because he was facing Roman for yeah. the U.S. belt. Um, and then also... Uh, it, uh, I did count that he had a win over somebody if he beat them in tag team competition and also if he beat them in a former promotion. I counted that. Okay. So, because like Mike Bennett, he beat while they were in a different promotion together. I mean, I wouldn't count that. In all fairness, he's not Mike Bennett. Yeah. And all, and he's not Kevin Steen anymore. But again, just purely off of, I, you know, all things considered, uh, these are the people that he's never beat in competition. Uh, Aiden English. I'm not going to be able to go alphabetically because it mixed it all up. Connor and Victor, Xavier Woods, Biggie and Kofi Kingston, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan, uh, Epico and Primo, Jason Jordan. He has beat Gables, obviously now. Uh, Jay Uso. He oddly he did beat Jimmy Uso in a random match on like a Southeastern Asian tour. Um, so Jay Uso, I well, that's said, also not very kayfabe. Eh, I don't know, but he beat, he has beaten them and people watched well, him. He, beat yeah. Him. But if you're, if we're going to start introducing every single house show as canon now, I did for this, for this, I did. Well, yeah, but for this, you also did a stupid decision of including outside promotions. It really only affected Mike Bennett. <laughs> it's Mike Bennett's the only one that that actually affected. Uh, also, Mike Bennett's technically not even storyline active yet. As of right now, he's also just, he's not Mike he's Bennett. Mike Kanellis. Okay, okay. Since you are apparently in love with Maria Kanellis, and I'm Mike, not Mike Kanellis. It's just if you they are playing characters. Sure, he's not playing Mike Bennett anymore. Wink. Every time he goes to announce himself, he goes, "And I am Mike Kanellis." Everyone's waiting on him to say Bennett. Well, you know what what he's doing, right? He's. I mean, I get it's all part of the gimmick and the work. Well, but. It, 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 that's that's supposed to be like, oh man, Maria Kanellis, she's so hot, she's right. so hot and so fucking hot, and I'm her husband. Right. It's the exact opposite of of what Lana was doing, where she was like the uh, the only man who can have me. Is Rusev. Is Rusev. So, and he's saying, 
see that hot bitch? Yeah, I'm with her. So I'm wondering that it's not it- it's not he's teasing Mike Bennett. He's making fun of uh, thirsty neckbeards by yeah. being like, and I get I just, to hit that. I just wonder then because Lana did that for the push for Rusev. Is he doing that for the push for Maria when she gets involved in the women's division? Is she going to wrestle? I mean, I'm assuming she is. I assume just that was my that was my doorbell, right? Uh, yeah. But it was very brief. Yeah. We'll see if it happens again. Anyway. Oh, Mojo Raleigh, the Singh brothers, Shinsuke Nakamura, Baron Corbin, Fandango. That's your list. Sorry, before I forgot. Sure. I'm exiting out of this now. I just feel like I I wouldn't even have Mike wrestle. I would have Mike seriously just be the Lana, uh, the male Lana. You could, yeah. And Maria's good. So and good. from every single report I've read, Mike doesn't need to wrestle. Mm. <laughs> okay. Well, I've never seen the man perform. Sure. However, I've not heard great things. I uh, I've heard mixed. Um, Sammy Sammy comes out, interrupts the Maria and Mike Canellis segment. There you go, Bob. Those for you. Pod is for uh-huh. podcast. Uh, and hey, man. And Sami Zayn comes out and interrupts him, which they were very offended by. And I was wondering if that would tease something in the future, but who knows? It could just, it's WWE. Well, El Generico came out and and interfered. Like, no, it's not El Generico. He's not. I said Sami Zayn. I know. You're all like, I can't call Mike Bennett because he's not. (laughs) Sure. Um, And so they they don't call him John Moxley. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, he doesn't fuck people in bear suits anymore. Oh, wait, he does. (laughs) (laughs) Some things never change. Um, And now forever. (laughs) God damn it. Um, Sami Zayn and Baron Corbin had a match. It was fine. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It just it was what it was. Uh Uh, Then Shinsuke Nakamura gave one of his very methodical, slow plotting interviews afterwards. Oh, my God. And and. Dasha Fuentes, she Fuentes. is like, who the fuck like dusted her off of some dumpster nearby and decided to put her on television? She's not good. She is so bad. She's not good. She's no Charlie, and 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 Charlie's no Renee. So. Exactly. Like if you're at the bottom of a pecking order, and yeah. that pecking order isn't very high to begin with. Dasha is the Darren Young, not Darren Young, uh, Otunga. Dasha is the Otunga of the backstage crew right now. Absolutely. Um, fucking. And I feel like bad. most people would jump on me and call me racist if I made that mistake. I'll give you a pass. Thank you. It was a. It was one of those just. They both have first names that start with D, and they're both not on television right now. Oh, hey, but wait, who was the? Oh, what was it that fucking? Uh, when they were so in the money, the women's on the out. Shinsuke gave his interview, and he's gonna fight Corbin probably. Money in the bank time, but what was it that? Uh, oh fuck, Tom Phillips fucked up. Uh, 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 Tamina's name. She went for the spear, and he was like, "Oh my god!" And uh, uh, Naomi. I mean, uh, no, uh, Tamina. Tamina hits her with a spear. He really, he really botched that one. God bless JBL. He showed so much restraint. I'm so proud of him. Right? Because you could tell that he immediately wanted to be like, "You fucking moron!" And instead, he just went, "No." 
this is an important match that's happening. I'm just gonna not say anything. And Baron Cor- and Baron just fucking uh was just like, I wasn't the one who made the mistake right now. Or Byron, my bad. I said Baron. Byron was like, I'm not the one who fucked this up right now. I'm gonna let Tom just handle this. Uh it was a fun match. Women's Money in the Bank, part D. Between the pay-per-view and the televised match, I feel like they had enough content for one ladder match. Yeah, there was an oddly surprising lack of ladder spots in there. Like, yeah, there's like no ladder spots. And then there's a whole thing with like Natalia chases Charlotte out, out of the ring and they just don't bother to go back. Kayfabe, it was the stupid. The first off, when everybody was fighting each other on the outside, not paying attention, and Carmella just straight ran up the ladder and didn't has didn't do the normal hesitation thing. She just was like, I'm go for it. I was like, oh, my God, let this women's money in the bank match end in five minutes and let it just be Carmella bolted up and no one paid attention. And it would be fucking perfect. Then they stopped there. Then later uh, it happened again where everybody was fighting on the outside. And like there was like a spot that caused the last two women in the ring to get tossed out Mm -hmm. and it left Carmella alone again. And I was like, here we go. And then was that was this the one where they all run in and grab a corner of the ladder and just move it? I thought that was really funny. It was, I, it was that was good. probably my favorite spot of the night. It was great. It was a great spot. Then for some reason, Charlotte set the ladder onto me, which made perfect sense. And then took and, it off. And then took it off and moved it. And so she had her pinned, much like uh, what Eddie did to Rey Mysterio in their match uh-huh. um, years ago. Um, so it made sense. She pinned her by her neck yeah. so her neck's under the ladder um obviously she has enough room to get out but like we're kayfabe wink wink sure then for some reason she gets up and moves the ladder so that tamina is underneath of it lengthwise like you know her whole body's underneath the ladder the feet are at her head and her feet um but now she's not pinned underneath of it at all and then at that point, Charlotte starts climbing. And that's when, was it Natalia that walked up with her or Carmella? One of Natalia or Carmella climbed it with her. Th- that whoever it was was fighting Charlotte. And now suddenly Tamina is back pinned underneath the other feet again and pushes it off. Uh huh. And I was like, oh, that was so sloppy. Like, not just like from a technical standpoint, from a kayfabe standpoint, what the fuck just happened? But. Uh, it was it was fine. The match was fine. I, the outcome was the important thing. Yeah, and and so here's what I want to say about James Ellsworth. You obviously not a fan. No, him coming back in and almost having a repeat of the last time was infuriating to me that they would even insinuate doing it again. So the crazy thing about James Ellsworth is he is great at whatever role WWE wants him to be. It's insane how great he is. His first role being a fucking jobber that gets squashed by Braun Strowman. Perfect. Did it. Yeah. His second role being this weird fucking scrappy underdog tagging along with Dean Ambrose that you actually cheer for. And when he was climbing the ladder to get that belt, you almost were excited for it. Correct. Great at that role. His third role being the shitty guy who screws Dean over to get a misguided delusional attempt at his own 
like belt but, opportunity and doesn't quite realize he's a heel. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Nailed it. And then his new role as just being like this heat sponge for Carmella. <laughs> and he is. And he is. And then like even in the ring, he he's only really botched the one time, which granted was the AJ Styles style clash that could have fucking killed him and just shows how good AJ is. But sure. that means that the one time he botched, it was just to show how good someone else is. Sure. He hits these fucking, you know, top rope, rope crotch chops that are like perfect every time. Yeah. Like the dude is amazing. And somebody online made a point where they're like, I think it really helps that he has so much work in like these really tiny feds. You can't even call them indie feds. These are fucking like homebrew feds. Sure. Like, Like little local leagues. And and because he only, you know, has a, f- you know, ridiculously small fan base to work with. So he has to kind of work harder at getting over. Sure. And, and, one, and once you can know how to get over, it translates easier to a larger audience. And a, and a weird enough face. It, it's just. I'm not, I you know, I don't want to be sucking the dude's dick here, but no, no. like, it he, makes sense. Everything he, he said makes sense. WWE is filled with roles. Yep. And every single time they give him a new role to play, he fulfills. He them. does it really well. He does. And goddamn Ellsworth, good job. You cannot be mad at the guy. Um, not for playing his role right. I mean, you can be, you can have heat on him. You can be mad because he's a good heel. He's a great heel. Um, so that was Raw SmackDown. We still got a couple couple weeks away from Great Balls of Fire. Um, let's go ahead and get into uh, Evolve real quick. Well, one last oh, thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I, let's just thank WWE mm-hmm. for a split second here for not giving the money in the the women's money in the bank briefcase to someone else. No, yeah, because definitely. like it's one thing. To have the women's money in the bank. Right. And like, that's great. That's awesome. And then something shitty happens. And you're like, oh, it's kind of mm-hmm. shitty that they tainted it. And then Carmella coming out being like, look, again, this right. is this is part of the heels only talk truth. Sure. Where she's like, you made a no disqualifications match where there are no rules. Right. I did something. And now you're telling me I broke a rule. Like you can't, you can't tell me I broke a rule when there aren't any. Mm -hmm. And, and if they were to completely negate the results of the first women, first ever match, right? Like that would be just a, a bigger slap in the face than the, the results of the first match. Right. And so I'm glad that they gave the briefcase back to Carmela. Frankly, she's, probably the only woman who should have it mm-hmm. um no I mean, it, it, they almost it gave it to becky they almost gave it to becky i i could have seen some cool things they could have done with becky but i'm glad i i texted you after i finished watching the match when i said the cafe gods have spot upon us uh-huh. carmella retains i guess rewins whatever that's the right decision she should have the the money in the bank briefcase they did i felt like they did right uh and then briefly talking smack was pretty fun uh, oh yeah, Usos uh, the, are one of those people that always come out out of character, and I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with talking smack, kind of being a case by case basis. Corbin's always like loosely in character, 
but not quite as much of a dick. Like he, you can tell he likes hanging out with Dana Bryan and Renee. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more of a business thing. And I think that fits his character. Yeah, no, we, I I think his character on Talking Smack is better than his character on WWE TV. Because on on TV, it's almost like he's a dickhead for no reason. But when you see him on Talking Smack, you like, you see that yeah, he's an asshole, but he doesn't care about friends. He just wants to win. Yeah, and so he has like a level of respect yeah, for he Daniel. He just wants to fight. He just wants to make money, and he just wants to do his job. Make make money, fuck bitches, win titles. Baron Corbin, that should be his shirt. Make money, fuck <laughs> bitches, win titles. Baron Corbin. WWE, if you're listening, I'll buy that shirt. Um, Kevin Owens comes onto the show and is fully in character every time, and most of the time tries to make people break. And boy, what a battle of who will break first! Yeah, uh, he he like sneaks onto the show by like just kind of walking in front of the camera, sure, and then just comes out there and shits on Renee and, and Brian. I mean, Daniel, Daniel Brian, yeah. his full name. Um, that was great. And oh my god! And and then he leaves and comes back and leaves. He steals the and mug. Comes back. He steals the mug. And and ruins ruins Renee's phone. And that was in oh, air quotes. Did you see the tweets? Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, I hope that he doesn't have toot, hoot tweet or whatever, whatever tweet deck, whatever, because yeah. he can see where you're tweeting from. And she posts the like bashful emoji, and then he retweets it with disgusting, right? With with the highlight of sent from my iPhone at the bottom. Oh my god, it's fucking priceless, dude. He is he is, he is. We do not deserve Kevin Owens. He's he's amazing on there when he's like when he ran back. It was like I'm sliding down the thing now. Okay, and then just buy, and then comes back to just throw the mug in and rip the papers. He's great. Uh, him and Talking Smack is great. And I actually like that the Usos come out out of character. Mm-hmm. I mean, mostly out of character. Obviously, they all keep some level of kayfabe because they talked about the match and were like, was that a great strategy? Just walk away. And Daniel Bryan's like, no, it's kind of a dick move. And they're like, okay, but like, we can though. Just keep doing that. All right, we won't if you come out and rap with us. And that Dana Bryan rap was so whack about being a vegan and having a tofu burger at the cookout. <laughs> Whatever. Talking Smack was great. I always love Talking Smack. It's uh it's it's best with Dana Bryan and Renee. Yeah. Getting getting D Bry back on the seat. Shane was fine, but he's just so awkward on that show. Like, yeah, it doesn't feel like he, he's not natural. He's too much it. like a dad. Exactly. And then he's like, oh, I'm playing with my kids. Ha, ha, ha. He's also like, overly kayfabe. Just, just get into it. He's also a little overly kayfabe, I always felt, because it was just sort of like some of the people who come on there have their own varying degrees of how kayfabe they are because it's on the network and not a lot of people watch. Mm-hmm. Also, <laughs> can we commemorate the fact that they tried to censor Kevin Owens when he said vagina Pussy. and it didn't it didn't get in time, but then it censored like the second after it, and then it just comes back to everyone being like, Oh <laughs> So it's just vagina. Oh <laughs> Yeah. That was pretty funny. Oh uh, I thought he said pussy is why they censored him. No, was, I thought the, he said the v- line is whale's vagina. Oh. Cause they cause AJ Styles was like they were in San Diego. And he's right. like, oh, he's like what Ron Burgundy calls San Diego, which is whale. The line is whale's vagina from Anchorman. Okay. And so, yeah, he said vagina. When did he say whale's vagina in Anchorman? 
Did I miss that? I have no recollection of that scene. Yeah, or it's like... Was it like one of the things where they were fucking with his prompter? Yes. Okay. Ah, it's fine. I don't need to see a clip from Anchorman. Anyway. Show me afterwards. Um, so now that we've yeah, done that, just, let's uh, let's get into Evolve real quick. Quick hit Evolve and then wrap it up. Yeah, dude, because we, we ran a little over on the whole SmackDown Raw. Um, <coughs> and again, I, we don't need to go through this entire card, but um, uh, the Thomas Sharp thing, I didn't know who that was. That's one of the gatekeepers. Uh-huh. So apparently the gatekeepers <laughs> have left Ethan Page's side. It's because the other dude in the gatekeepers, the white dude, retired. Oh, well, I think it was an injury thing. Yeah, he got fucking wrecked in that Darby Allen match we saw last time because they threw him out. He was the guy that they threw out of the ring and like he hit that barricade and oh. like like destroyed his I, foot or whatever. I found him on Twitter and I followed him on Twitter and like a couple weeks after that Evolve show, he posted a thing about how he was retiring, mm. which pretty early. He's a young dude. Um, but Ethan Page won that. The only reason that's super relevant is he came back later. Um, Thatcher beat Jason Kincaid. It was a fun match, though. It was a very fun match to open up the show. Yeah, I uh, that wasn't the opening. The yeah, opening was ACH Tracy Williams. Are you sure? I thought Kincaid. No, it was the second match. Um, Kincaid, Kincaid uh, Thatcher was second. I like the guy who's sitting next to us who's like, you suck, Thatcher. You even make Jason Kincaid boring. Because there's a lot of rest yeah. holds and Thatcher um, being a heel. Right. Uh, I, by the way, that same guy who was next to us on the stage was shouting all that stuff. When he was shouting the food stuff at the fucking Beretta theory match, I was like, dude, just shut the fuck up and stop being a goddamn dickhead. I didn't hear any of the food shouting. He, w- he kept shouting. Oh, right. He's like, is, serve the ta- food? is the tacos ready? Or do they serve food? And that's why Beretta was like, what the fuck are you shouting? Like, in the middle of the match was like, what are you shouting? He goes, is there food here? And he goes, you're screaming about food? Fuck you. And then he went back to his match. And it was just like, that guy was being a dick. But uh, Kincaid, Thatcher was a good match. Kincaid lost. I liked the ending of Thatcher being like, I'm not going to shake your hand either. Um, ACH uh, lost to Tracy? Yeah, because he got really upset. Right. Um, And uh, ACH was a little pissed about being on first. That's right. That's why. Yeah. He's um, like, you, you had me on first? So it's interesting to see what they're going to do with his character. Although we only get to see them every couple months. So yeah. it's, it's like watching a Raw and then like skipping a couple months and then watching a pay-per-view. is almost like what it's like watching a Raw for us. Um, Beretta Austin Theory, hell, it started off slow. It, yeah, it was a very slow start. But by the end, holy fuck, they, they were trying to steal the show. Yeah, they, they did some amazing spots. Uh, Beretta got a please come back chant. Uh, then Theory heel turned on him with Priscilla, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Uh, Dickinson lost to uh, Freddie High. Um, and uh, immediately after that, they had Zack Sabre versus Jaka. Dickinson lost. I was sad. Uh, Jaka lost. I was still sad. But, but did you really think that Jaka was going to be a two belt holder and had, evolve? Had, had, had a chance. And also, the speech that he gave was pretty impassioned about how he's like, everyone's sleeping on me, mm-hmm. but you're not going to sleep on me anymore. Uh, and that match was a hell of a match. It was a very good match. There were some great false finishes. I I thought maybe. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but Zach retains. Uh, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee. Oh, Lee. You guys. Tore the house down. If you can find this fucking match, this, this is 
Uh, Jesus Christ. Flow Slam, I think. Flow Slam airs it, yeah. Yeah, you can Flow Slam.tv. There you go. Or uh, WWNlive.com, or maybe even. I think that is Evolve's website. It's WWN Live. Well, yeah, because Evolve is part of WWN. Oh, why were they saying that this is the last time the WWN and Evolve, Evolve belts are going to be defended on the same show? I guess they said the last time, which was weird to me. Like if if it had been an announcement about for the first time ever, they're both on a show that I mean, obviously, I know it wasn't, but I was just saying that would have been mm-hmm. the kind of thing that would have made sense. But to say last time and then not explain why. Yeah, was a little confusing. I don't know. But yeah, Riddle and, and Keith Lee had a hell of a match and it ended with a really cool, almost like Stone Cold and Triple H, Triple H at No Way Out. Yeah, like where the, the end Riddle of the, just kind of collapsed onto Lee. Yeah. Because I mean, it was one of those things where it's like, how do you how do you have someone win over the other guy? Right. Because both of them are so good. They're so good, so talented. And very over. And, and insanely over. And so it's like, I don't want to see one like definitively one, two, three beat him. Right. So they did a really smart thing where like uh, where Riddle slams him down and then just like collapses on top of Keith. Yeah. And then they hit the one, two, three as he's they're both essentially passed out on top of each other. Um, Caleb did not love the ending because of that, but I thought it was a brilliant way to book it. Yeah, no, I, I, I could not. I could not have picked a better decision. And then it was great. Extracurriculars. Paige comes out, beats on Keith Lee. Uh, It's all like, I deserve a shot. Then that, not Thatcher. Uh, Was it Thatcher? No, it was was Stokely Hathaway and Hot Sauce Williams. It was Tracy Hot Sauce Williams. He comes out and uh, challenges uh, Riddle to a match for the belt uh, in August. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, so yeah, it was a very, very fun card. Evolve has yet to really let us down. Yeah, and uh, there's uh there's an appearance by uh my boy Darby. Oh yeah, Darby showed up. He also got his ass fucking whooped. And uh Steamboat was there. Yeah. Ricky the Dragon was, was there selling some signed photos. Yeah, autographs before the show. Um they didn't have the posters again, which was disappointing. I, I miss getting... I mean, I know you're disappointed, but I already have two Evolve posters, and do I need any more Evolve posters? Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it would have been cool. Well, um, I mean, if you think about it... Like, we've seen everybody on this card before. We, we've seen everyone on this card before, so like, if yeah. you're looking for autographs, you're not getting anything new. Yeah. And, just and like the ones the that we did get, we had Cody on it. Like, yeah. so... I uh, know, and that's great. And like, if you're, if you're going to get... You know, a poster with autographs. At least have cool special appearances mm-hmm. on them. No, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm glad. And I, Chris Hero. I wish. Oh yeah, that too. I just wish I had the posters from the last two shows, just in general. Mm-hmm. Not not so much even the autograph, but like having the posters. I like very cool posters. But Evolve has not let us down yet. I'm excited for them to come back to the boom. We need to find out as soon as tickets go on sale for the next time. Well, uh, that could be a while because the next time they're coming back to Queens mm-hmm. is August 12th. That's the uh, double show where Evolve goes on in the afternoon and then that night is Progress. Uh, mm. The the British guys oh, coming maybe, over. Maybe we can get tickets to that. Yeah. And look and see how they are. Um, and so I don't know the next time they're coming back to La Boom specifically. Sure. Uh, that has not been booked yet. Oh, we'll figure but, that uh, out. They I'm, seem to love it. They seem to really consider it did like you hear their the home. announcer before the show. 
the 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 announcer when he was like hey everybody like this is like before they weren't on tv yet this mm-hmm. is like just him talking to the crowd he was just like i truly mean this and it's not hyperbole you guys are our favorite crowd to perform for mm-hmm. and that that is very cool that we've gotten to experience four shows now with this great promotions favorite location and, um, and and in all fairness it makes a lot of sense from all the clips i've seen of them doing their other shows they're they're the classic high school gyms and and right. you know bingo halls whereas right. we have a nightclub with a stage and lights and yeah. a better sound system i'm sure oh sure it's it feels great mm-hmm. like the shows at laboom are very special they feel bigger than they really are if that makes sense no it's it's true i definitely agree with you uh i will say this though about evolve 87 surprisingly lackluster not lackluster that makes it sound like the show wasn't great it was a very great show um surprising lack of aerial offense there was not as much there were uh, were a lot less big moves the last two shows had well there were i mean there were some big moves but like i think the biggest stuff was like Flying out of the ring into the barricade. Yeah, I mean, no, no jumping on the stage. Stage bots. No real like springboard moves. No real like dives to the outside, except Mm -hmm. for I think it was was it Trent who did the two in a row. Yeah, he did. Uh, Yeah, or was it Jaka? I I thought it was Trent, but I may be mistaken. Uh, Really, and really, there was only like one big like there was like a superplex. Uh, in that far right corner, mm-hmm. um, or for hard cam would have been front left um, <laughs> stage and camera. But uh, no, it, it was a great show by Evolve. Can't wait for them to come back. Uh, we're definitely going to have to try to get tickets. Uh, Tier 1's having another event. Yeah, um, Matt As Riddle is confirmed for in. it. Is uh, he now? Yeah. Is he now? Okay. Hey, man, I, I'm, hey not man. Saying, I'm not saying he's going to show, but sure. I'm saying he's on the card. Card um, subject to change. I didn't see anything else about it, but I saw that it was in Queens. So I'm no, it's not. Going, it's in or Brooklyn. Yeah, it's in. It's at a different place. It's That's at a what church in Brooklyn. That's what it was. It's not at the 160 Arena or whatever. <gasps> it's not at Hell on Earth. We do not say the name of the 160 Arena. Okay, Bob. Real quick, do you have a? Uh, do you have any news for us? Do you want to talk about? Um, I'll be like, you go first. News? Yeah. Uh, courtesy uh, a bunch of different places a lot of news um let me pull it up the one thing i know for sure we have kurt angle who has who just tweeted out uh earlier this afternoon that your olympic hero is the pre-order bonus for 2k18 hashtag i'm back uh last time that they well i guess if you argue his WrestleMania appearance than the last two people who have really been involved in 2K promotions ended up back in the ring with right. Steve Austin at Mania and then obviously yeah. uh, Goldberg. I mean, Austin, um, yeah, he stunned a guy, so. I mean, counts. he went in a ring. Sure. Uh, and then obviously Goldberg came back for three matches. Obvious. Um, so hopefully this couldn't build up towards... Uh, you know, Kurt Angle's in-ring return for WWE. Uh, what else we got? We have Carmella, Nia Jax, and Alexa Bliss added to Total Divas cast with Neat. Paige, uh, Eva Marie, and Renee Young taken out. 
I'm um, sad about that because it means no more cute Dean Ambrose moments. It's true that it's, it's damn disappointing true. that no more Dean Ambrose, but this pretty much uh, is the nail in the coffin for Eva Marie on his way out on her way out the door, and really is giving us these mixed signals about what's in the store for Paige. Uh, Tyson Kidd, everyone's favorite uh, Natalia's husband, mm-hmm. <laughs> is now working. Everyone's as, favorite Natalia's <laughs> husband is. I love it. Is now working as a WWE producer backstage. Uh, really great to see WWE uh, giving the guy something to do. Oh yeah, uh, and great I love to Tyson see. Kidd. You know, he he's he's a smart mind for the business, so hopefully he will be great as a producer. Yeah, I can't wait. I also we were talking about this before the show about how lucky he is to a be alive and b be able to walk. Yeah, um, I'm really sad that he's you know never going to be back in the ring like like he was with Cesaro. Their tag team um, was something special. I'm just glad they got to win a championship before he had to retire. But it is cool that he's still there. I mean, he's tied to the Heart Dungeon, um, and I think he's a, he's a good asset for the company. So I, I hope that he helps them you know, cultivate some some more uh, in-house talent for the future. Uh, let's see. We have. We have. We have. New Day is going to be on season two of Adam Ruins Everything. I love that show. Yeah, and it's just going to be better with New Day on it. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, I'm interested to see what their role is going to be on it. Also, I'm interested to see what happens with Swerved. Because Paige is a very large part of Swerved. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that they bring Swerve back for more. Uh, Brian Pillman's son is training to be a WWE superstar. Or it's his goal. He's trying to get into wrestling now. Uh, he, t- he did an interview um, and uh, was talking about how he's he was inspired by... Uh, he told WrestleList that he was inspired by Cody Rhodes. Um and that uh, he wants to try to get involved with WWE if he can. And he said that there's a lot to gain because of the legacy of his dad, who uh, died. I think he was around 35. He was still under. He was still with WWE when he died. Um, tragic. Mm-hmm. But that'd be interesting if his son made it. Um. <clears throat> anything else new that you got? Um. Russell Paul, uh, South Paul Wrestling. Getting more episodes, which is just the best. New Day, Seth Rollins are going to be in there now. Um, from what we're hearing, uh, they're talking about having back all of the characters from the first run. Um, there was a few other guys that they've mentioned that they were adding to the mix, and I can't remember. I'm looking at the list now. New Day, Rhino is going to be another one that they're adding, which I can't. I can't wait to see what Rhino's rhinos thing is also this picture right here is just fantastic oh with the sea creature the sea creature i love that um anything else you got bob here's something interesting okay a page has just shown up on pro wrestling tees Okay. The number one website for independent wrestlers to sell their merchandise. That's where a lot of people make make their money. For Orlando Cologne, who is 
currently performing in WWE as Epico. Epico. Yeah, I was going to say. Wait, what? Wait, say, say that again. She appeared. ProWrestlingTees.com uh-huh. has a wrestling t-shirt store page mm-hmm. for Orlando Cologne. For Epico. Does this mean that they got the axe? That's weird. Are, are, I don't think that there are any active superstars who have anything on pro wrestling tees. As far as I know. Yeah. Because the Hardys had to shut down theirs. Yeah. So is this and this is new? Posted an hour ago. Hmm. For a second, I heard you say page. And I thought you were talking about wrestler page. You're like, there's a new page. And I was like, what? Um, well, I don't really have anything else, Bob. Uh, I, I don't know if... Uh, oh, Jim Cornette is selling copies of his restraining order. I almost forgot to mention that. Um, if you go to jimcornette.com, he is selling copies of Vince Russo's restraining order against him that he was served with from you know the courts. Uh, autographed photocopies. Uh, they're, uh, I think they're eight dollars a piece. Is that about right? Something like that. They're they're not they're very expensive. Um, and the proceeds go, uh, to WHAS Crusade for Children, which benefits a number of children's charities in the states of Indiana and Kentucky. So if you want to do if you want to get a signed piece of Jim Cornette and Vince Russo history and help out some kids, head over to jimcornette.com and buy your copy today. All right, Bob. I think I got one more little little fun story. Hit us with uh, that. That kind of paints how much money WWE wrestlers can make for one night of work. Okay. This is from Jerry Lawler uh, talking about how his one and only WrestleMania match. Can you recall this match? Was it with Piper? No. Way no. too early. Early? This is WrestleMania 27. Wow. Where he fought. Okay, hold on. 27 is too old for Ross. And Ross fought Cole. Did Lawler fight Cole? Yes. His match versus Michael Cole. Michael Cole, by the way, I think is 2-0 and at WrestleMania. Just saying. Do you know how much money Jerry Lawler was paid for his match versus Michael Cole? Uh, According to uh, Lawler, oh, wait, it's wait, wait, his wait. biggest payday ever okay. in the wrestling business. Okay, tell me if I'm, if I'm higher or lower. Uh, $10,000. Way too low. Way too low. Way too low. $50,000. Way too low. $200,000. Too high. $100,000. Too low. One twenty. A little higher. One twenty-five. A little higher. One thirty. One hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Jesus. To wrestle Michael Cole. How long was that match? A couple minutes. Uh. Okay, Google. Okay, Google. Piece of shit. Do it. Jerry Lawler, Michael Cole, WrestleMania match. 
it it's it's a two parter on daily motion, so it's got to be at least like ten minutes long. So I'm trying to figure out real quick. Twenty two, roughly. Twenty two minutes. Well, that's what it looks like. Lawler and Cole went for twenty two minutes at Mania. Uh, that's what it's looking like. Storylines, storylines, miscellaneous, uh, aftermath, reception, more information, match results. Uh, Michael Cole with Jack Swagger defeats Jerry Lawler by DQ in 1345. Okay. That's so, that's much more. Okay. So there's so there's 60 minutes in an hour. And so 13 over 60 is equal to 130 over X, so $130,000 times 60 minutes in an hour divided by 13 is six hundred thousand dollars an hour is is what they got big basically got paid oh with special guest referee stone cold steve Austin. stone cold stone cold so they made so jerry the king lawler basically made six hundred thousand dollars an hour to fight that match uh-huh that's fucking insane dude. good payday that's a good payday <sighs> thank god jack swagger was there they needed him who else would watch wait 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 Oh, right, right. You said Matt Riddle is supposed to be the tier one show. I thought you said uh, for a second my brain got all crosswired. And I was like, Jack Swagger's coming back again to leave. All right, guys. Well, we ran a little over today, but thank you so much for tuning into the Small Package Show. Uh, you can ch- follow Bob on Twitter at Bob Feckett. You follow me at CB Pointexter, also on Instagram at CB Pointexter. And you can follow both of us on Twitter at Small Package POD. That's POD for podcast. And also on Facebook.com backslash Small Package POD for podcast. Uh, we post pictures there, updates. We post whenever the podcast comes out on Facebook. Uh, we also do some like live photo stuff from and live video stuff from a lot of the Evolve shows that we go to. Uh, and other wrestling events. So make sure to follow us on Facebook. We super appreciate the like, and uh, you'll be up to date on what's going on with us. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Small Packet Show for the go home for Great Balls of Fire. Yes. Yes. So we'll be back next week right here on the Small Packet Show. Hit with a bop. Small package. Ready to do this? Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody. It's Kurt Point Extra here with your boy. It's your boy. It's your boy. It's your boy, boy, boy. It's Bob Feggity. And today, on a small package show. It's 51, son. Yeah. One more episode until we got a deck of cards. Yeah. We're going over Raw Smackdown. We're talking about money in the bank. In the bank. Wait. No, we're not. No, we aren't. That was last week. Oh, yeah. Right? It's small package. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Current Point next to here with your boy. It's, 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 it's your boy. It's Bob Faggity. And today on the Small Package Show, 
episode number what? 51. Something about a deck of cards. One more until we got a full deck. That's right. Let's not fuck the intro up this time. Today, we're going over Raw. We're going over SmackDown and the first ever on SmackDown Live Women's Money in the Bank. Wah! Now, also, we got coverage from Evolve 25. You mean 87? 87. <laughs> 25 come from? I'm fucking dumb. <laughs> Cut.